and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. the holly that will be on your own front door. The story about encampments not going away. A lot of frustration as we head into Christmas about the number of encampments in the city and how the city is dealing with them. People who live around the encampments, they don't feel safe. They want them gone. Social agencies want residents helped and put into shelters. And of course, it's the homeless themselves as well. They say it's quite challenging when they get their their homes, their communities dismantled, their tents dismantled, and it makes it more challenging to get on a path to permanent housing. A global News actually sp- spoke to one of the people who live in one of these communities. Uh, Tyler Camacusteo says he wants to be a partner in permanent change. Is always met with aggression, or you know what I mean? It's it's very negative in nature. There's no one there like as an advocate. There's no advocate for us. So he wants an advocate. We talked to the police chief yesterday about this. He's clearly passionate, clearly frustrated. Deputy Chief uh, Warren Dreichel is uh, knee-deep in this uh, for the police service, and he joins us with an update. Thanks for joining us, uh, Deputy Chief. Good morning, Stacey. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, how are you doing? Um, I, I know that this is this is... We've been talking about this for a week now, and I know that this is your file. Uh, there was an emergency meeting yesterday with uh, city, the mayor, uh, the Edmonton Police Commission, and Edmonton Police. How did that go, and what came out of that meeting? Well, um, first off, I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, uh, it's been a challenging week for us, you know, trying to uh, figure out uh, what is our role, how do we work with our partners in this. And I think the meeting yesterday gave everybody at the table, including us, the city, uh, some of the social agencies, um, a chance to talk about it, talk about their roles, talk about some of the challenges they see, as well as talk about things they may need to kind of improve, you know, overall, what is our response. So what in terms of tangible outcomes uh, came out of the meeting. Uh, we, I just read a press release and they said there's going to be changes to planning, a better communication process, better coordination. But what does that, what does that mean? So, so most of that sits with the city. Like, so the city controls the kind of the the whole overall strategy of the homeless encampments. So, a couple of things they talked about was changing some of the approval. So, uh, taking it to the deputy city manager uh, approval when encampments are taken down. Um, also talking about how are they communicating with their partners. Uh, I think they're still working through some of that framework, but uh, a lot of that was proposed and, uh, you know, and it was discussed with our partner agencies to make sure they, they felt comfortable with some of, the, some of the changes that were coming. So why was this so different than all the other times? This is not the first time police have taken down encampments. Was it the scale um, I think it might have been the timing, the scale, um, and I, I think it was just some communication that came out before uh, the operation. So, so just to be clear, this was very similar to um, uh, other operations we've done. Uh, I was involved, uh, kind of witnessed uh, an encampment cleanup a couple weeks ago. We did there was 70, 70 you know shelters within that 
uh, one encampment. So, you know, fairly large encampment that was taken down. Um, but I think what happened was that originally when it was, when the notice went out, uh, conversation was that the police were leading this, which wasn't really the case. And I think that that created some alarm within, you know, the partners within the other agencies that because this was a police operation, uh, they had a lot of questions about it. But I think that was just a miscommunic- miscommunication piece. So. so you mentioned you've been at a dismantling of an encampment. Can you take us there? What happens? Police show up. Do do residents know you're coming? And what do you do? Do you throw stuff in the garbage? What does that look like? So, so it's it's a pretty lengthy process. There's a lot of planning that goes has to go into a, you know an encampment cleanup. Um, we obviously work with our with the. Uh, with the city cleanup crews, determine what is their capacity. Um, we work with the park rangers, the other the bylaw officers, to determine you know what is their ability to attend. Um, prior to an encampment cleanup, notice is given to the to the to the encampment itself, to the residents within the encampment that the cleanup will be occurring within the you know 24 to 48 hours, uh, to allow them to you know maybe move to get move some of their stuff, go seek other services, um, and then when we do show up, there's you know we give people a chance to clean up and, and in this one for instance I witnessed people were cleaning up as we were there um, a lot of the shelters you can imagine at that point are abandoned uh, they're taken down um, if there's property that looks like it needs to be um, retained or it's stolen property we try to seize it um, the city themselves when stuff is cleaned up they actually take it to a sorting center to sort through it to make sure that you know there's not personal possessions or they do their best with that so it is there's quite a bit of you know I guess effort put into it to try to maintain what that encampment's like and, you know, the dignity of the people within it. What do they say to police, the residents? Um, you know, generally, like I, from the couple I've been at, it's been fairly amicable. Uh, there's, you know, obviously there's some, you know, there's some disdain, obviously, for the police, the for the for the general cleanup and, and order, but generally people are pretty cooperative. Um, I think the advance notification gives people that chance to kind of come to terms with what's coming and allows them to clean up to to move out of there so but are they going to a, are they really going to a shelter or are they just going to set up camp somewhere else some of them do seek services elsewhere some of them we've seen them set up right away somewhere else um, so we are just kind of chasing those in camps around and uh, we try to do our best to just keep contact with these individuals I can, I can tell you yesterday I met with our help teams if you're familiar with them where we pair you know a police officer with our social navigators and one of the challenges they have is maintaining connection with individuals living out on the street uh, so we try to do our best to, to keep tabs on people so that we can keep connecting people to services out there so there are social workers there social agencies there when you're dismantling them? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we try to do our best to have our help teams assisting, uh, talking with them yesterday. They're there. They obviously don't like to be the front line of this, but they are standing behind kind of the rest of the operation to, to provide support to the residents within the encampment. So going forward, when are you going to start dismantling some of the camps? Well, so obviously under the injunction, we still have the ability to deal with the eight high-risk encampments that were that were. Uh, identified within you know these operations uh i could tell you that it's going to take us several days to kind of ramp up operations to get back to it um there is quite a process like i said we have to give notification so that even itself takes us out to you know potentially 48 hours um spooling up the resources the cleanup crews uh all the other teams to get involved is, is going to be a challenge so i don't anticipate anything's going to be done for several days so after christmas is is when you're looking as a timeline I would hate to put a hard date on it, but I would assume that that'll probably be, it'll be occurring after Christmas. 
Because just like, you know, there were complaints about the timing of this and, and there's lack of, of, of uh, you know, people take holidays who work in shelters and so capacity is, is quite tight. But I'm assuming police officers take a vacation as well and uh, shelter workers and park rangers uh, take a vacation as well. So that's not something that you can sort of do quickly because you need manpower for this. Don't yeah, you? absolutely. And um, I mean, it's, it's it just... The, re- the reality of it is, is that we had capacity. We had people on both sides of the fence, including the city ourselves, to do this work. We've taken advantage of the good weather. Um, so, you know, every week that we get popped behind, it puts us closer to what could be actual winter in Edmonton, and that is kind of concerning. So, All right, so you're hoping to do this, I guess, in the next couple of days, but notices have not gone out yet. Not yet, no. Not yet. All right, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. Deputy Chief uh, Warren Dreichel uh, with the Edmonton Police Service talking about uh, encampments in the city.